Evening, everyone. Uh, welcome along to BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky as we get ready for this week's Rally of Hawke's Bay. That's the Kennedy Park Resort uh, Rally of Hawke's Bay to give it its full title. BB, great to have you back, mate. Um, missed you last week. Uh, we're about to go rally, man. Another awesome part of the country and brand new roads this year. Roads we haven't seen in the championship for a very long time. Certainly not, uh, you know, in the last 12 months since we've been heading back to Napier. Just tell us a wee bit about uh, the route and what we can expect across uh, across this weekend. Yeah, uh... It's a bit of an interesting one. I think it was 2011 that some of these roads were last used, um, but a bit of that was interrupted by flooding as well. So a lot of them haven't been seen in the championship for a long, long time. Probably a uh, fair bit faster than what we saw um, last year. So um, those of you that are good at geography, last year we were based up around Wairau, which is probably an hour and a half, two hours north of, of Napier. Um, this year we're heading south. We head down towards Waipukarau and, and out towards the coast and uh, Parongahau where the, the service park is. So, yeah, more open flowing. Bit of tarmac in there. There's there's um, a few sections of tarmac, which will be a, a really interesting challenge for, for teams to, to navigate because tyre wear becomes a big issue. If you're really aggressive on the tarmac, you can fry a, a set of gravel tyres with the little knobs they move around and they're softer and you can really overheat and wear the tyre and then you're going back into gravel sections after that. So, yeah, there's a few variables in there and, and of course, no one really will have any any sort of relevant notes um, to start with. So, you know, everyone's sort of on a on a clean sheet of paper. Big talking point, I guess, mate, is obviously no Hayden Padden for this event first time this year that we haven't seen uh, the WRC winner in action at, at a round of the championship. So really opens the door. Yeah, we've kind of been talking about balance of power and who sits behind him and what does that all look like. You uh, have a, a significant role, I think, in the seating. I think we've all had that conversation. Um, everyone in the rally community sort of been talking, especially after Shane Van Gisbergen up north a couple of weeks ago. What does the balance of power look like heading to this event? Um, you know, so I, I'm going to have a bit of a stab at it because every week I sort of ask you and put you on the spot and, uh, how about I have a little bit of a, a crack at, at what that looks like, and you t- you critique my performance. So the, the way I see it, I, I think Robbie Stokes, to me, has more outright speed than, than any other competitor outside of Hayden Patton um, from what we've seen over the last 12 months or so. The big question mark around him is obviously the car hasn't been as reliable as it could be, and he's made a couple of mistakes, more likely to make driver error than, than perhaps what we've seen from Ben Hunt, who I would have is in that sort of same debate. So to me, it's it's Robbie and Ben, Ben from a consistency standpoint, Robbie from an outright speed point of view. And then, uh, you know, behind that, that to me is where it gets really interesting. I, I think Shane Van Gisbergen is right there. And that's not even taking into account the fact that he's probably driving to get miles. He said that on the show last week. He's, he's all about getting experience. Yeah. So where does his speed fit in? To me, it's sort of right there behind those two. I think you put those two in front. Shane right there. I think Rana Horan's right there. Josh Marston's right there. Um, you know, all of those sort of guys, Matt Summerfield showed some really good pace in South Canterbury. Um, to me, on the day, anyone and on any particular stage, anyone's capable of beating each other. But as a, from an overall standpoint, that's kind of how I see the balance of power. Is that somewhere near where you see it? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, it's a shame that we won't see Josh in that mix. He's elected to uh, Miss Hawke's Bay. They did a bit of damage to the engine at, at Timaru. I think you throw Ari Pettigrew in that mix as well. And I think think you're underselling Matt Summerfield a little bit there. Uh, I think that he he's really got a good trajectory at the moment. You know, Rally South Canterbury for them was was really a step in the right direction because it's been I – don't, I don't think it's unfair to say that's been a pretty 
disappointing 18 months for that team. They just haven't been where they wanted to be and probably where we would expect them to be. Um, yeah, I think you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, you, you look at the seeding list and, and that's about it. I know, you know, speaking with Jack Hawkswood on the weekend, they found uh, a few things with that car, particularly um, that it wasn't quite square, you know. So, um, obviously, the, the first thing you sort of want when you start talking car setups is is a square platform to start with. So, I think, you know, Jack, again, we at the start of last year, we expected quite a bit from him, um, and we probably haven't seen that. He's been battling issues that have, uh, you know, and for a young fella, good on him, he, he's been getting to the finish and getting miles and, and trying to improve the car. So who knows what happens. Um, this will be the last time we see Jack in, in that Toyota. Um, but, you know, can he push into that group? Glenn Inkster with a bit more mileage, can he push into that group? Phil Campbell. You know, Phil yeah, Campbell, oh, Phil Campbell yeah. absolutely. There's, yeah. there's a number of drivers that are capable. I just, to, to me, in terms of an overall balance of power, that was just the, the thinking. But yeah. then you take it a step further and you go, okay, well, let's look at Hawks Bay. Because to me, Ben has a significant hand on that championship. I mean, when you we don't know what's going to happen with Hayden. At this point, you kind of have to just forget what Hayden's doing and, and worry about what's in front of you. Ben needs a finish. You know, he doesn't necessarily need to win the rally. He just needs to finish and be somewhere in that pointy end. So does he need to take a risk to battle it with someone like Robbie, who's perhaps probably not now in, in the championship race? Robbie's all about going out outright speed, wanting to win an event. You know, I think we all know that it's coming. Is it, is it this weekend? Is is Robbie uh, as likely as anyone to win the event? Um, you know, Rana Horan, you know, does have a championship to think about, but the way he approaches rallies and, and the way he drives, I, I don't think he will be holding back, I think you you find that yeah. Rana will be challenging for to, to win an event if he's in a position to do so. The other guys you mentioned, I mean, Matt Sumford, absolutely, totally agree. Like, I thought he was a dark horse. I had him, I had him last year as a dark horse to win the championship. I think he's um, more than capable, great driver, and, and they seem to have found the missing link with that car at, at, at uh, South Canterbury. So, yeah, the, the big one for me is where does Shane fit in? And, and I, again, does he – do we see the, the total outright speed of what Shane can do? Or does he drive within himself to try and get the mileage and and you know tick off the the box of getting that seat time ahead of you know his big one, which is Rally New Zealand this year? Yeah, I think um, Shane will certainly tell you that he's he's just driving to to get mileage and get a result, and and um, it, it's probably quite concerning for everyone else that the speed he does that at. And you know, I had a good chat with with Glenn Weston um, at the the aftermatch of the Far North Rally, and he said, yeah, there's so much that we're working on, you know, and and Obviously, that was an event without Ricky. Now they go into doing a single pass Ricky, um, which is quite uh, abnormal. You know, Shane's never done a single pass Ricky, nor has Glenn uh, in speaking to him. So, you know, um, they, neither of them had done a rally without Ricky. Uh, so there's a lot that they're learning. They're also learning stuff with the car um, and, and very smart, you know, obviously using a lot of that circuit racing and very precise nature to build up their speed. Um, I, yeah, I think he, you know, am I, would I be surprised if he's on the podium? Absolutely not. Would I be surprised if he won the event? Uh, no, but I I think things would have to go his way. I think, you know, yes, he, he took the fight to Ben at Rally of the North. I think Ben uh, was, was back from the limit a bit. Obviously, you know, not a national championship event with not so much to fight for. Um, I think Rana will be keen to actually lay down a decent result in the new car. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think he's probably not quite 
yeah, the old car obviously fit like a glove and he could really, really drive that car hard. So I think as as he gets used to that, he'll get quicker and quicker and quicker. Again, I, I know Rana, a big focus is on Ripco Rally New Zealand at, at the end of the year, you know, and, and wants to make sure that he doesn't do anything dumb and, and has a, a car for Ripco Rally New Zealand, you know. So that's, um, yeah, I think there's, there's several different storylines in there. Um, and it could be, you know, it's only a short event, 120 Ks. It is down on mileage a little bit. I mean, the event organisers have done a great job to effectively, um, they were planning on running what was the same rally as, as last year. Um, and then there was some flooding in and around Easter and, and the whole thing just fell over. They couldn't get any of the roads and had to relocate the whole rally. So that team has done a, a fantastic job and we really take our hats off to them to be able to do that. They've changed the whole nature of the event. You know, sometimes these sprint events, guys the brain goes out the window. Um, and so I suspect you might find one or two of those leading contenders do themselves a bit of mischief and we might see some unexpected names in the top five. I mean... Yeah, we, we could we could also get that event where we've talked about for two years now where we have half a dozen competitors within 20 seconds of each other at the pointy end of the field. Yeah. It could yeah. really be, you know, an absolute nail-biter where any one of a number of drivers find themselves in the mix. So, mate, um, let's talk about some of the people that are coming that have had dramas at, at South Canterbury. We, we know about Josh Marston. Todd Borden had his incident there. Robbie Stokes had a had a drama. There were plenty of other drivers up and down the field that had issues. What are we hearing in terms of, you know, those coming to Hawke's Bay, those that have had to make repairs? Anyone got question marks over them at this point? Yeah, no, I believe, you know, like Josh... Um, hasn't entered the event, so we know he's not coming. Um, obviously, we saw Todd at Far North Rally. Uh, Chris Alexander, they've been doing a fair bit of work, new roof, new new recorder on the Corolla there. Um, so speaking with Chris on, on the weekend, and, and they're all good to go. So that'll all be pretty positive. You know, a couple of new names. Great to see uh, Grant Blackberry back in the championship, first time this year on, on his local rally. And, you know, you want a dark horse on some of the faster roads, the old Evo 10. Um, you know, we're certainly seeing that that balance of power move away from the um, the production style cars, but we know that Grunt is, um, you know, he, he's a solid performer. So yeah, it would be really interesting to see where where he um, sits. You know, Alan Murphy joining the Open Two Wheel Drive Class Two in the in the Escort. He sort of um, he rang me up and says, "I think I've ticked the wrong box on my entry form, but what do we got to do to be in this championship thing?" And um, so that's pretty cool to have have uh, him on board too. Um, so I think forty eight. Competitors we see, you know, like um, across the classes, it, it's really, really strong. Again, only really the historics, it's, it's a little bit weak on numbers. Um, no John Silcock for this event because he can't really gain any points in, with the drop-around situation. Um, but Anthony Jones and Shane Merland, I think, uh, both out for a bit of redemption before Rally New Zealand and, and put some points on the board. Yeah, so let's, let's just look at that. I mean, you know, 48 competitors is great when you think, Obviously, the drop around, which wasn't part of the original plan. Obviously, we were supposed yeah. to have four rounds of the championship and then rally New Zealand. Um, we we had to bring in the drop around scenario with COVID becoming a factor, unfortunately. So, Hawks Bay to to get through what they've done and have forty eight competitors, um, given the the you know the way that this has played out, is is awesome. So, mate, when you look at the some of those other categories, um, let's start with the historics. I mean, Merlin and, and Jones, how desperate are they to push? I mean. You know, they get to the end, they finish one and two, presumably, or something like that. Um, they, they get a solid haul of points and, and pull themselves closer uh, to, to John Silcock. But do they need to push hard to get 
A, the, the bonus points, and B, the, the overall 25 points maximum? I don't think so. I mean, they're both in BDA escorts, and how can you not get in a BDA escort and just drive it hard? Um, just one thing to point out, too, that's 48 championship entries, so there's a solid 70 entries for this event, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, you know, great reward for the organisers. Um, look, the reality is, I think they both need points um, going into the, those final two rounds. Um, they can't afford another DNF because they both had, had zero scores at, at Timaru. So I, first and foremost is being at the finish. Um, but, you know, there's, there's bragging rights on the line. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that they won't be um, nannering around either. Um, then you right, well, let's, yeah, let's look at Cat 2 because, yeah. I mean, that battle is a bit of a battle royale. There's a number of competitors that find themselves in the championship battle. Um, how do you sort of see it playing out? How are the roads going to suit? the different competitors in the different cars. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. I mean, it's a real shame that we won't see Jackson Clendon. Obviously, there's a fair bit of damage on on that Rally 4 car um, from Timaru. So that's that's a real shame that, that he'll be on the sidelines. Um, I think it's going to be a, a fascinating battle. You know, Dylan Thompson, they found a fair bit of stuff that was wrong with that car at Timaru. So he was fighting a little bit uh, wounded. Jordan Grant's just been sensational all year. Um, I think Bryn Jones is, is right there on on their tail, um, as is Charlie Evans. And, and also that battle between um, Lucas Ramsey and JP Vandermeer, a new co-driver, and Dave Neal jumping in with Lucas Ramsey for this event. So, you know, obviously a bit of adjustment, excuse me, there um, for those guys. Um, but I think, that, you know, I mean, that's been a fascinating battle all year, Budgie. Um and I suspect uh, yeah, there's a few few other little variables in there with tyres and things. And, yeah, unknown roads. I mean, it's really hard to pick exactly what sort of rhythm these roads are going to have. Um, yeah, there's very few competitors in, a, in amongst the field that have been on these roads. Um, although it's quite funny, speaking with Grant Blackbury the other week, um, he could recount them all off, off um, the top of his head and when they were last used and how good this junction was for live streaming and that one and that one. So... Um, yeah, some of, the, some of the guys might have a bit of um, trouble beating Grunter there on local knowledge. Um, but, yeah, in that Cat 2 battle, I don't know, Jordan's car's probably got a little bit more top speed, but I don't know whether outright top speed is necessarily what you're going for. I don't think they're fast, fast like like Timaru. I think it's going to be more of a, a good flowing, keeping a rhythm, um, and that probably plays back into ST Fiesta territory. Um, I don't know. Can I answer again next week? You certainly can. I was going to say, well, okay, what about open two-wheel drive? Where's, where do you sort of see that battle? Because that's been sort of neck and crock all, all, all year as well. Yeah, it's so great to have Brent Taylor back in, in amongst that group. Um, but the battle between Dave Strong and Dan Haynes has been fascinating and intense. All You know, there was a handful of seconds. Um, well, I think there was, you know, two or three seconds between them going into Timaru. Um, in, into the, the circuit stage, you know, the, which was the final stage of the rally at levels. So, and that was after a whole day's rallying. You know, Dave's really getting his head around that Honda Jazz now, and Dan's just getting more and more comfortable and confident with that escort every time he goes out. So, um, I mean, Brent probably on outright pace is the man to watch, but he's not in that championship battle because he's missed two rounds. And um, keep an eye on on um, that battle between Dan and, and Dave, I think that that's going to be a, a real cracker. Um, and then, you know, the, the likes of Peter Farrell, Alan Murphy, Chris Alexander in there who, you know, they'll they'll be hovering and ready to pick up any pieces um, 
should should any of the the front sort of running pack falter. I mean, uh, Peter Farrell actually stage one at, at Timaru was was quite quick, um, and then had car problems for the rest of the day. So if they can get some reliability into that car, you know, probably watch out there too, and, and expect him to be in and amongst that battle. Uh, rally challenge, mate. Obviously, that situation different again because they drop the two rounds. We've seen sort of the northern competitors competing over, you know, Whangarei and, and making some hay while the sun shines there. We've seen the southern competitors likewise at Otago and now South Canterbury. What, what can we expect this weekend in the Rally Challenge class? Yeah, Jeff Ward has just been sensational in that class. Um, and to be fair, Dave Sievers at, at Whangarei was right there too. Um, Dave was a little bit crooked Otago. We then didn't see him at Timaru. We saw Jeff there. So, you know, we see them come together and... and Although the points table won't move a heap, um, yeah, Jeff's pretty much on a perfect score for what he can take into Rally NZ. Dave, I think, is um, you know a second and a first. So it's probably not so much about the points, but I think this is a, a bit of a you know getting near that that um, final hand in poker and, and start putting some cards on the table and and really seeing where everyone's at. Um, you know, there's uh, some other good entries in there. Good to see the likes of Dave Ollis coming north. We see Warwick Redfern coming back. Um, yeah, there's a really solid field in there. Uh, so that, that'll that be really, really interesting. Um, and that's without even getting into the Rally Challenge two-wheel drive class. Um, you know, John O'Shapley, Sam Byrne, who are sort of out the front of that. No Jonty Brentzel uh, this weekend. Again, he's, you know, sort of got his two maximum scores. Um but Dave Taylor comes back, you know, he, he's off the back of a second. So at Otago, he could be amongst the favourites there. Um, Zeal Jones, upgraded engine in that car now. So they've gone to the uh, the turbo engine in the in the Impreza. So gone from about 80 horsepower to about 250. And that'll make a big, big difference because we've seen in some of the tight and twisty stuff, Zeal's been very, very quick. Um, Jeff Talkington in there too. Haven't really had a form guide from Jeff um, basically blew the engine on the first proper stage at, at Whangarei. So that'll be, you know, if he can have a clean run, we'll see where he fits into that mix too um, as we go to the big show. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mate, so we uh, we start tomorrow night um, down central Napier. Good opportunity for, for anyone in the region to come up, see these cars and in close proximity, um, have a look through, look in the window, get some driver's signings and whatnot. Perfect opportunity to come and see a little bit of rally before it gets underway properly on Saturday. Yes, the car's in place uh, from 4.30. Um, they've got the legend Greg Russ coming down to MC it, so uh oh, been pretty cool. Russ is doing his thing. That's down at the Sound Shell in Napier. So if, you, if you're in the area, I absolutely suggest you, you come on, come along, have a look. I mean, millions and millions of dollars worth of cars on show. It's just such a spectacular field that we've got uh, these days in the Brian Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship. And... Um, yeah, great chance to have a look. And, and then if you're out in the Southern Hawke's Bay region on Saturday, do you know, get out, have a look, jump on the uh, Kennedy Park Resort Rally Hawke's Bay Facebook page, the spectator maps there. You can get out, have a look. Um, I, I think we're in for a great day's rallying on Saturday. You know, um, I don't think dust's going to be too much of an issue, Budgie. But, um, yeah, and if you if you don't fancy maybe getting a little bit wet, then um, you can watch us on the live stream. Yeah, absolutely. Have we had a Greg Murphy sighting yet? Uh, no, haven't seen Murph round. Haven't seen Murph round. Um, I, yeah, know. I know, I know maybe, there was a bit of conversation to he and SVG, so I, yeah. uh, I'd expect to see Murph out over the weekend. To, to be fair, I thought he had a restraining order on you. Oh, I wonder if he's got itchy feet. 
<laughs> he's going to see someone else peddling that car of us and he's going to get itchy feet again. Yeah, Anyways, looking forward yeah. to a beautiful part of the country. Can't wait. And uh, look forward to some company with you guys over the weekend. Uh, make sure you join us. Follow the Facebook page for all the updates, as BB said. And uh, look forward to doing this again next week when we recap.